The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with uh, Todd Cunin and our producer, Chris Singleton. Thank you for being here with Denise Dirks and our uh, full-time producer, Cal Hunter, are off. We love Radio Law Talk. Give us a call at 855-LAW-RADIO. Remember, they're the most exciting, entertaining, and only sometimes informative show on earth. And we're a little bit off today, a little bit slow because of we still got the tryptophan going, whatever it's called, from the turkey, and we're going to... Uh, have fun, but we're going to be a little bit slower today. We, we have had a great hour one. This is hour number two, and it's the 25th of November, 2023. Remember, seek legal counsel. We're not giving, uh, we're not giving you legal advice, and we're talking just about general topics a lot. We have to say that. Go to radiolawtalk.com if you want to listen to our disclaimers or read them, uh, especially if you want to go to sleep late at night. We, we're going to talk about Daryl Hall and John Oates again. I know we just started it, but there's some interesting backstories. It's like we're, we're dragging out getting these, <laughs> these uh, articles and stuff we want to talk about. We're going to talk about fish oil, an Oreo throwing assault case, Walmart case, Tupac, and do you know who Cassie the singer is? Well, you will when we talk about this lawsuit. But the reason we're here and everyone wants to come here is, is to do a case or no say case. So go ahead, roll it. Now it's time to play case or no case. All righty, we're whisking you off to California City, California. Justin Gravenkamp was riding his bike in California City in a marked bicycle lane when a box suddenly fell off a truck and got in the way. Gravenkamp quickly swerved to avoid the box just as Boyd Dieter was trying to make a turn. The bike glanced off of Dieter's truck. Gravenkamp was hurt, busted up collarbones, scrapes, and bruises, and so on. Dieter, the pickup driver, stopped and cooperated fully with the police investigating the incident. They issued him a ticket for failing to maintain three feet distance between his truck and the bike. Dieter said, I was maintaining the legal distance from the bicyclist at the time, but he just popped into my path. What was I supposed to do? After the dust settled, Gravenkamp, the bicycle rider, went to a personal injury lawyer, figuring the incident was uh, worth some money in the bank to him for injuries and so on. He asked if he had case or no case. Todd's up first. Well, well, well. So, uh, so the bicyclist swerves to hit, swerves to miss hitting a box that had fallen off a truck. That takes him into the lane of traffic, and he is subsequently hit by another car. And he wants to know if he can sue the driver of the car or the driver of the truck for whom, from which the box fell. The driver of the truck that he hit. The driver of the truck that different he hit. truck. Okay, all right. Well, okay, so I guess in a, in a technical sense, uh, can he sue? Does he? Yeah, anybody can sue. And is he going to recover on it? Is a is often the different question. But I will, you know, you know there's this thing in the law that says that um, when you're driving your vehicle, regardless of the speed limit and regardless of maintaining a three foot distance, some some fixed number. There's always this, a fixed number, three feet would be an objective. Were you three feet more or not? There, there's this subjective requirement in the law that you need to drive at a speed that is safe for the conditions of the roadway, right? Um, you know, if you're driving down a, a, a residential neighborhood, in a residential neighborhood and some you know, five-year-old kid darts out from behind a car to get the ball that just went in. Well, you, you should be driving at a speed in that neighborhood that you can appreciate that that may happen and apply the brakes without hitting the kid. And if you did hit the kid, you'd probably be liable for it, right? It, they would say that you weren't traveling fast enough for the conditions. And anything can happen when you are driving. So I would think that the issue for the truck driver is that he was not driving at a speed that allowed him to make a response. I don't think that the bicyclist was negligent in the way that they swerved because he was trying to avoid this box in the roadway. 
And ostensibly, if the driver of the truck had seen that, he would have should have appreciated there's a box in the roadway and this cyclist is going to have to do something about it. So I will say, case, cyclist wins. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what's called an exigent circumstance or emergency situation is when the bicyclist has to, uh, you know, do something uh, to avoid an accident. And by the way, if sometimes, and, and again, you can get around this, me, I mean, we, we're personal injury lawyers. Uh, it, if there's a box or something drops right in the middle of the freeway in front of you and you swerve to hit it, that's going to be the defense's argument. Now, whether it wins or doesn't, you win or don't win as a defendant, you know, it's, they're going to argue exigent or emergency situation, right? So is this an emergency situation with the, which the bike <clears throat> had to do to avoid it? Yes. Does that put this individual negligent? We don't know the full facts. If he's claiming that he was within the three feet and far enough out in the, in the bank, the bike pulled in front of him, that may be uh, the bike's fault. Now, every state is different. There's called what's comparative and contributory negligence. A comparative negligence state means you apportion fault. And let's say it's a million-dollar case and 90% fault was the – Let's say the the bicyclist, then the bicyclist gets ten a hundred thousand bucks. So, or a contributory case, uh, state is if the bicyclist or whoever's fifty one percent at fault is going to be found at fault for all of it. If they're less than fifty one, then they're not found at fault. <clears throat> so, that's the way they work. So it depends upon the state. And this was in what state? California. California, which is a comparative negligence state. They're both at fault. <laughs> Because they're probably going <laughs> to apportion fault and say, okay, the bicyclist was this percent at fault and the truck was this percent at fault. Uh, and the errant vehicle that dropped the thing, that dropped the box, never found them. If, let's say this was a car. I'm going all over because I do this nonstop. This was a car. You can, you can pursue your under or uninsured motorist claim uh, under your own policy. So given all that, it's a case and it's still pending. It is not, it is not, there's nothing that has specifically been answered or done at this point. That's what I say. That's what you got? Okay. I got, give it to us. Let's find out. Cal says no case. Oh, Cal just, Uh, he just made that up. The California Vehicle Code does not require bicyclists to remain in the lane if a hazard is in the way. So in this hypothetical situation, it will be interesting to see who would have prevailed. Ooh, so we get big old flat zero, and that is... Case or no case. Case or no case. Appreciate it. All right. Yep, that was fun. We're back at Daryl Hall and John Oates. We were talking about it earlier, about uh, the the big issue with these singers is selling their um, music rights or selling what they call their catalog. That's expensive. Like, for example, Michael Jackson bought, I believe, the Beatles catalog, didn't he? He did. And so the value is is all the constant money coming in for the playing of their music, and that is uh, big-time money. Um, you know, And so Daryl Hall and John Oates did sell part of their catalog to this company, and the company is called... Um, uh, I had the company... Na- anyway, I'll think of the company's name. But what they did is John Oates wants to sell his, and Daryl Hall says no. They've already sold a lot of it to this company, which by the name is... Primary Wave Music. There it is, Primary Wave Music. But look, Daryl Hall says stop selling it, the rest of our catalog, because we're in partnership somehow, or we have an agreement, and they had a letter of intent, and he said, hold on, we've got... I'm I'm not going to agree to that at this point. All the court has done is done a temporary injunction. And, right. and, and they have not said who wins, who loses, and they're going to, and temporarily they put it on, in neutral, and the 30th the court is going to hear of November and make a decision what they're going to do at this time. So we're going to follow up with this and, and, and go from there, but when we come back, we're going to do uh, Nature's Bounty uh, is being sued about fish oil. We'll be back. Right here, right after this. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. 
or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better and it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. The complications nowadays of starting a business and you know, making products, especially products, if, if you ever tried to start a company that you make products for people, good luck in finding insurance. It's very difficult to find insurance because of the product liability type lawsuits that occur. Um, it's very difficult to, uh, to work these businesses because of all the regulations that you need to file and, and, and follow. But Nature's Bounty, which does, that sells a fish oil, which, by the way, is good for your supposedly your heart. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not giving advice, not medical or legal advice, but I do take it, and it's supposed to help you out for your uh, cholesterol, I guess. I don't know. My wife just says, take this. Okay. Boy, she could put, <laughs> she could, if she's, if she, I better be nice to her because she could, if she gets mad, she could just throw me something and say, take this. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Nature's Bounty is being sued on a specific class action claiming 
that their fish oil is not technically fish oil. The arguments by the plaintiffs are that apparently the process is that, you know, they take a small oily fish, they're caught, cooked, pressed, bleached, and then deodorized before encapsulating the bottle. Now, Nature's Bounty argues, and, and they're arguing that the omega threes that are in the that omega threes that are supposedly what helps your heart is more synthetically made in nature's bounties omega three fish oils. Uh, so it's the process, apparently. Even though I don't think they really argued that the it's kind of the same outcome, but it's a different setup. Well, here's the interesting thing is the defendants, Nature's Bounty, argued, look, the question is, is it deceiving people? No, it is not. It's still an omega-3. Whether it's, it's ground fish or if it's done synthetically, it doesn't matter. And in fact, their argument is in those omega-3s with the fish that you squeeze and you squeeze their oils out, they can have mercury in it. And the mercury is not good for you, and that's what we're doing is we're cleaning up so there's no mercury involved. That's one of the arguments that they're claiming. But it's interesting to see what happens in this uh, lawsuit. Well, this is in federal court. It's in Manhattan. The underlying federal court held that, uh, uh, that nature's bounty is correct, and they threw the case out. Nature's bounty won. Uh, the court had the right to throw out the plaintiff's uh, class action case, saying that basically it does not, people don't look at it. A reasonable customer is not going to make any distinction between the different ways that fish oil is processed. And therefore, it's not uh, um, coming to the com- consumer, confusing them, and defrauding them. And that's the whole argument. So now what is going on is the plaintiffs in this in this uh, class action have uh, filed an appeal and they're just making their arguments before the appellate court and uh, we're going to see where that goes. So this is uh, still in the courts, but first round, winner, winner, chicken, winner, winner, fish dinner. Fish dinner for Nature's uh, Bounty. Nature's Bounty is they've won so far. Of course, the argument to the appellate court by the plaintiffs is uh, it's not a philosophical transformation, but he said, you know, they argue, uh, basically it's like saying apple, apple cider, apple vinegar, it's not apple oil. <laughs> it's different. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing here is I'm, I'm looking at the argument that was made by plaintiff's counsel. And the, the argument made by plaintiff's counsel is that he said, I don't see how a reasonable consumer would not be deceived. He says there's nothing more important than the statement of identity. And then he says this, fish oil is not an omega-3, and it's certainly not an, a, a synthetic omega-3. Look, the reason people take fish oil mm-hmm. is because their doctors tell everybody tells them the fish oil has the omega-3 fatty acid in it. That's good for your heart. It's good for you. That's, that's right. what the doctors say. And so for me, it's a little confusing from his argument. Look, if, if, he was, if what he said was true— that fish oil is not an omega-3 and it's not a synthetic, and, and, and you have to go even further and argue there's no omega-3 at all in the product, well, you know, you might have a claim there. But if fish oil is an omega-3, which we're all told that it is, and if this product has omega-3 in it and it's fish-based, how is that deceptive at all? I, I, I don't see I, – I get why the case was thrown out and because it – the basically Just, the yeah you're yeah. right the court says Todd basically it all it all ends this in the same uh, the same place the same thing is what they're <laughs> arguing it doesn't matter how it's it's it gets there it, it reminds me of when I was a kid and I'm oh eating, here we go here and, we and, go. and you know you put gravy on something but then the gravy would touch the beans I didn't want the gravy to touch the green beans I want to keep the gravy on the mashed potatoes oh, and what that's did important ever, and what did every dad say. It, it all, all goes on the, the same, same place. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated that argument. At, oh. which, at which point I say, okay, 
Go ahead and put gravy on that lemon meringue pie and tell me how that turns out. There you it go. It all turns out at the same place anyway, right? That's true. That's a good <laughs> argument. But anyway, that's what's going on. We're going to be following this as as we go. Uh, in, interesting, interesting. Uh, finally, we're going to do the, before we take our next break. All right. In Florida, this is interesting. And we might not be able to get to all this because this one's good. So a husband and wife, ready for this? Married for, Chris, because Todd knows, we've studied this. Married for how long the, the husband throws an Oreo cookie package at his wife. The whole package. The whole package. <laughs> not just one Oreo. And I want you to think about it during the break when we come back. How many years has this couple been married that the husband has to go to the extreme length to not throw one Oreo, not two, maybe not double stuffs, but the whole bag of Oreos at his wife? When we come back, we're going to talk about that and what the district attorney or the local police department's doing about it. We'll be back. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Frederick Penny, host of Radio Law Talk. I'm excited to announce myself and Mark Victor Hansen, the author of the famous Chicken Soup for the Soul, collaborate to bring this three-book series, Goose. Book one is about William Collins. Goose is the perfect gift for yourself, family, friend, or someone you care about. Great stories, lifelong lessons that you can apply to your life to help you to become successful. Goose by Frederick W. Penny, available on Amazon Books now. Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? Here's a new, affordable idea to consider. When you bought your home years ago, you had a traditional bathtub, and you put a shower curtain in it, and it lasted for years. But now, maybe you or your mom is having difficulty getting in and out of a high-step tub. For some people, that can be an accident waiting to happen. If you or one of your parents is in this situation and you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, call Steve at Senior Safety Pro Tub to Shower today. They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower, in some cases under $2,000, in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. That's 800-832-1549. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Today, we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 41, 31, I mean 13. 
We, we took a left on Carroll Garden cool Street. Garden Street? Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny Alright, so Orioles get thrown at the wife now, the question is, why did he throw the Oreo package at the wife? It's because the coffee pot was empty and she didn't have it filled up. So they're sitting at the table, Chris. The reason I'm bringing this is because you're the only one that doesn't know this one. <laughs> they're sitting at the table. Coffee pot's not full. This is in Florida. He of gets course. mad at her, throws the whole package of Oreos. I'm wondering if it was an open or a closed package. What, the, if it, it was open, it would be splattered Oreos everywhere. Because that's a waste of Oreos. The whole package at once or like one no, at a no, time the whole go through package, the whole package? The whole package. Huh. All right. How long have huh. they been married? Take a guess. Oh, six, a, six months. 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, 40 years. How many packages of Oreos? It was Hydrox last week, dear, and it was Chips Ahoy the week before. I'm not putting up with this anymore. <laughs> 40 years. They've been married. Sitting there. She didn't fill up the, the coffee. He got mad. Threw the whole package at him. And now the allegations are, and by the way, she wasn't going to bring any action for assault against her husband until the daughter got involved. And the daughter said, Mom, <laughs> can you see Mom and Dad, you know? I mean, Mom, bring a case against Dad. Um, and then so apparently the argument is that he put his hands near her throat, not on her throat, but right near her throat. And that's what the, you know, assault was more than just the cookies. But the cookies did... According to her, this is all allegations, by the way, knock her down and cause her to fall. Boy, that was, uh, those Oreos were like, and people are like, stop laughing at, you know, <laughs> at, at assault cases. Well, look, throwing Oreo cookies is a bad thing. And I could, boy, if I threw an Oreo cookie box, my wife would go over and beat me, then leave me, you know, <laughs> she, but, um, the, the allegations of if he's touching her near the neck, that's a different story, Right. Um, but he denies that, says he doesn't remember doing that. Apparently, now they have actually arrested him. Um, but the police did say after they came out, they observed no touching areas or, or, or injuries at all or potential injuries on the wife. Yeah, so. it said that there, was no, there were no obvious injuries is the, is the term that they use. Um, and, and, and look, that's significant. For this reason, it really depends on how soon the police officers go out to the scene, 
Because if you have an incident, let's say this whole thing happened and it wasn't the daughter that urged the mom to call, the mom wasn't going to call. It, under that scenario, you've got a, a passage of time between the incident and when the police are called. I don't know when she talked to her daughter, if her daughter was even there. We got that. But let's say, let's take a scenario where, you know, the Oreos get thrown and she is on the phone to the police within two minutes and the police are there a half hour later. The reason they say obvious injuries is because you're going to see if there was that just not even necessarily bruising, but redness. Just, you know, if you scratch yourself a little bit, you can see redness there and and you'll see that kind of redness that comes from the injuries, which would tend to indicate not necessarily uh, physical injury, but it would tend to show that some sort of altercation just took place, which which corroborates the phone call. Um, you know, this is the, the story that we pulled this from, right? The, the thing that's amazing to me is, and I know the people that write the stories aren't necessarily the same people that pick the headlines for the stories. The editors pick headlines, and sometimes the, the author of the story doesn't have that. But the headline for this one was uh, about a, a man throwing a package of Oreo cookies uh, while arguing with his spouse over a coffee maker. Well, the headline, putting a headline like that sort of discounts the domestic violence nature of this incident, which is a husband and a wife and the, and the husband, through a disagreement, undertaking any sort of physical confrontation with his wife. And, and, but, but that got buried in the headline. That got buried in the headline there. It was all about the cookies and the coffee maker. Well, look, these are all allegations. We always say that innocent until proven yep. guilty. I, again, there's got to be some behind the scenes issues. I wouldn't doubt it if the daughter, this isn't the first time the daughter has had to step in and say, Dad, knock it off. You know, stop arguing with mom, stop doing this or that. I don't think this is a one time deal. I bet you it's happened before. But 40 years, here's the other thing. Again, I'm not discounting anything this man has done, but I know a number of people as an attorney and as, uh, we're not going to get in details, we don't talk about details, uh, but and as, a, as a person who's a friend of other people, where as men, generally it's men more than anything and some women, but they get older, they have dementia and they start acting up and they start acting out. We, I know of a friend of ours that literally the dad had to be put in a home. Because he was, and they had been married sixty years, yep. and a wonderful marriage. And he's a wonderful man. I we know the. I knew this man. He was a wonderful man, and completely lost it to the point where they put him in the home. <laughs> she would go visit after sixty five years of marriage. He'd have his arm around another lady and look at her and goes, "I don't know who you are." And he's like, "This is my girlfriend," and be kissing on her. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, I've been married." And those of you out there who probably have this situation with a loved one. It's sad. And I'm not saying this is the case, but you got to be careful. Sometimes that is the case. Maybe it's early set of dementia and he's getting frustrated. And, and again, I am not, you know, you do not, uh, there's no excuse for that. But sometimes you have to say, uh, Dad, time to go in a, in a rest home. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do the meme, time to go to a rest home and we'll put you in Congress. Or the White House. Oh, 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 uh -oh. Did I say that? <laughs> oh, we like doing pun and things. All right, Todd. <laughs> let's talk. This is not funny, but Walmart, a Walmart oh, shooting. Oh, yeah. This one is, uh, so, so here, here's, the, here's the scenario. And, and I don't know the actual date, but based upon the fact that it's a, it's a recent filing with a lawsuit and most states have a two-year statute of limitations or something, I guess I'm going to assume that it was in the la within the last two years that this happened. Um, so uh, an individual... He was, uh, what, 42 years old. He was at the Walmart with his girlfriend. And at that point in time, he observed what he, what appeared to him to be uh, a domestic violence oriented, some sort of a confrontation between a, um, off, uh, between a Walmart employee and her off-duty uh, worker, possibly a boyfriend. And the 22-year-old boyfriend was in the altercation with the Walmart employee and this 42-year-old man went over to intervene to help out the, the girl because it, it appeared to be a physical assault. And at the time the altercation happened, somehow the 22-year-old the assailant left and the 42-year-old gentleman 
against the objection of his girlfriend, said, I'm just going to go help out to make sure things are okay. Well, when he got out to the parking lot, the, uh, the younger male shot him six times and killed him. And now Walmart is being sued because of negligent having neg- for negligence because of a lax security system at the store that allowed their argument is that that because of the negligently maintained security that Walmart had it allowed this confrontation to take place that led to the death of this 42-year-old individual. I mean it's just tragic all the way around and uh, the lawsuit has just been filed in this case because of this confrontation. What's interesting about this is, as those personal injury lawyers that know how to handle these type of cases, uh, my wife brought that up a number of times, how she, you, you'll see posts where people are just ransacking a place and everyone just stands there, including some security. That's what they're kind of told. And nowadays, what do you do? I mean, is it worth a you know, $90 outfit to get shot and possibly killed uh, as a bystander. No. Yeah, it's not, not at it. all. And that's what the issue is right now going on in these stores is they're ransacking stuff, and you'll see people standing around. Now, what happens now when it gets involved, a person gets involved, and they're assaulting someone. Do you get involved? And now, we can go on and on about cases. Well, do you have to help them? The answer is, generally speaking, no. There's no duty to save someone. And now there's police. If you're a police officer, there may be some different stories when that comes to that. But, but you're not. You don't have a duty to take care of it. And wonderful people like this go out and try to stop this from happening. But it's not worth the ninety dollar item. And so you just kind of, you just got to sit there. And that's what this country has become. And I hate to say it, but and then not only that, that if it's small stuff, they're not prosecuting them. Or if they are, it's just it's a slap on the hand, right? That's it. So I'm not getting into politics, but that's why people just sit there and go, eh, I ain't going to deal with it. We'll be back after this. We're going to talk about uh, me and you, Singer. And then we've got some more. Todd, you got a couple of things to talk about. Yep. We'll be back. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 for law. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny sexy just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. 
Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. This is Radio Law Talk. Tupac, who is Tupac? Tupac Shakur, he was uh, tragically uh, gunned down in Las Vegas, I believe it was, uh, at a very early age. He was um, really big in the in the rap scene, a very, very, very popular artist, and uh, certainly taken too early, as, as a lot of people would, had, would say. But he, had, he wrote a song, and the song, he, he wrote and released a song in 1995. Remember that date, 1995. And the song was called Dear Mama. It was the lead single off of his Me Against the World album. And so he writes this song. It, it was a pretty popular song in uh, 1995. And that's what, uh, let's see, we are in 2023, if we were in 2025, we're talking 95, 05, 50, 30, 28 years after the fact, okay? 28 years after the fact, an individual is now claiming in a lawsuit that that song infringe, was, is, is actually the product of copyright infringement, and that he, this, the person bringing the suit, had the idea and collaborated, and, was, and, and they, they took his idea, and he didn't get compensation for it, and so, so he, should have the, he should have the claim under this copyright claim. 28 years after the fact. I mean, that, that's a long time. And, and, you know, look, there are a lot of... My cynicism is always, uh, when I see cases like this, oh, he's probably got a song coming out, and so he wants to, he, he wants to uh, file this lawsuit, use the judicial system to go ahead and boost the popularity of your song and the, and the song that, uh, that, you, that you took up, right? You, you, that, there we go. And uh, so we'll see that seems to happen in, in a lot of cases. And, and then the matter is settled for some sort of an amount. Sometimes they go to trial, but oftentimes they don't. But in this one here, the thing that struck me is, wait a second. That was a very popular song. It was a hit off of that 1995 uh, release. So why is it that you wait 28 years to bring your lawsuit? And what's the statute of limitations on something like this? I mean, to wait 20, I get it if somebody is saying, hey, you know, I don't know. I didn't know the song was out there, right? I, I don't think he could credibly make that claim. 
So I did a little research on it, and it turns out that in copyright cases, there is a, a three-year statute of limitations for bringing a copyright claim under 17 U.S.C. 507. I'm sure all of you will now thank me that I gave you that section yay, for uh, that. But there's a, there's a three-year copy uh, statute of limitations on copyrights, but the courts use two tests to determine when this statute should start running. The first test is the injury rule. Now, the injury rule is, look, as soon as that song was released, you suffered your injury. So you got three years from the date of the injury to bring your lawsuit. The other test is called the discovery rule. So you'd have three years from the date that you discovered it. Let's say, let's say it was some obscure copyright thing and nobody would have known about it. But once you discover it, you got three years from the date. And so it'll be cur I'm curious to see how this lawsuit, this copyright suit will play out going forward because you're claiming, the plaintiff is claiming infringement from a song that was a hit. He'd have to be living under a rock to not know that this song was out there and to not know that this infringed on his copyright from 95. Why, why isn't there something saying, dude, you had till 98 to file your dang suit. Why didn't you do it? And uh, I'll be curious to see how they apply the statute of limitations. But, you know, if, if, <laughs> if this is just a marketing ploy to boost, uh, as I suspect, to boost some new song he's got coming out or to try to put the, uh, the Tupac song, Dear Mama, back in the spotlight, well... And, you know, file the $350 lawsuit, have it ultimately dismissed for outside the statute of limitations. It did its job. It put me on the map. Yeah, and that's the one we'll be following. We'll look to see. I, I'm curious to see. I'm going to follow the uh, the filings on this to see if there is an argument that, hey, you're time barred. Tough. We'll see. Interesting. interesting. Okay, so, look, back in 2005, approximately 2006, I'm not an R&B person that follows R&B, but there was a popular gal by the name of Cassandra Ventura. She went by Cassie. And her big hit was what, Chris, was her big hit? Me and you. Baby, tell me if you like it. Woo. It's me and you now. I've been waiting. Keep it going. I want to make them move now. Baby, tell me how you like it. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know this song, but it was a hit, this one. But it's R&B, man, and it went pretty well back around 2005, 2006. This was her big hit. Apparently, the album called Cassie came out, dropped in 2006. It hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and was certified platinum later, that uh, lead single, Me and You. So what happened to her, Cassie, and the Me and You song? I'll tell you what happened according to the allegations. Again, the allegations. What has happened is there is a law that was passed in, uh, and I got to pull the exact name because I want to make sure I, I hit the name exactly, um, that in New York that allowed individuals to, if you're an adult survivor, it's called the Adult Survivors Act, that you had until uh, let's see, you had until this Friday, which is November. Let's see, what was what was yesterday? No, what's the date today? So November. Hold on, hold on. You had till November twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three, to to bring forth a case and sue someone for for alleged sexual um, abuse, and uh, under the uh, New York's Adult Survivor Act, and it expired. Friday. That was yesterday. And so there is a list of individuals that are now being sued that were filed either Thursday or Friday immediately. Sean Diddy Combs, Harry Pierre, Jamie Foxx, Axel Rose, Russell Brand, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy uh, Ovine, uh, Cuba, Gooding, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., whoever that is. I but anyway, all these lawsuits have come forth because the statute's ending. And it was a statute that wasn't set up originally. It was kind of like, okay, we're going to extend it out for a certain amount of time under this act. And if you believe that you've been sexually assaulted by individuals, and by the way, there was a lot of other individuals that the these lawsuits have, have 
come forth in New York, but they're just not as famous. Apparently, more than, ready for this? 2,500 lawsuits have been filed so far under the act. And um, so that's a lot of cases of arguing that, the, um, um, and to my knowledge, most, I don't know if all of them, because I haven't read them all, are, are women who had been sexually assaulted during previous time periods. And this Cassandra Ventura, or Cassie, is claiming that uh, that's exactly what happened to her. And it was by um, Sean Diddy Combs that, that was a, apparently a boyfriend, their boyfriend-girlfriend back during that time. And the allegations are, again, the allegations are that um, these assaults, I'm going to put them assault as general. I'm not going to get in detail of what she's claiming because the complaint does lay it out in details. Um, caused her to, among other things, uh, not really make it big. And that's why her career tanked, because she was going through all these issues with him, and um, he urged her to do things that, that, that she didn't want to do, and it, and it was, quite frankly, harmed her to the point of not only mentally, but caused her, her career to go down. Now, of course, Combs, Sean Diddy Combs, said this is absolutely ridiculous, offensive, quote, offensive and outrageous and claimed that she was trying to blackmail him for $30 million, um, telling him that she's going to detail her abuse in a book. So that was what Combs is saying. Uh, and then, obviously, um, Cassie is saying, well, he offered you know, money to me to silence me to prevent me from filing a lawsuit. So this stuff's going back and forth. And this is going to be interesting to watch to see what happens. But this has just started. And there's a lot of these, these, these cases that have been filed. Unfortunately, we're going to probably have to cover some of them <laughs> because they have, there's been a number of them filed in New York right before the statute ran. So uh, hang on. We're not going to get in details when we talk about the details of what they're alleging. But again, these are allegations. Well, I repeat it, allegations. We'll be back. We've got a lot more to talk about. <laughs> 